Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report. Mo Better here with T-Bird and the other guy, OG Andrew. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, man. How we doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes. Good to see y'all tonight. Got some nice snacks for you because it may be a long night. Long night for you, T-Bird. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure you gentlemen um, were up watching last night. The Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions for the fourth time in eight years. You surprised um boston just didn't look they didn't look i don't what are your thoughts on on the way that boston played in what was an elimination game well i go back uh a good friend of mine said that they were playing kind of soft mm. and uh <clears throat> i ain't gonna say who that good friend was but uh he's sitting right across from me but uh <laughs> but i gotta agree with him i i think the tenacity of Boston's defense didn't seem to be in this particular game. You saw it in Williams, but that's that was about it. Yeah, and Horford did a little. Like bit. Marcus Smart didn't seem like he was Marcus Smart at all. No. No. So, 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 but you you know you got to give credit to Golden State. I mean, they're who they are. They they built this team. Uh, actually, they made their first run, which was great. They won what two titles? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then. They had the injuries uh, and everything, and then they were down for two years, completely rebuilt a team around Steph and got back and won it again with Klay Thompson coming back. So you got to give some credit to Steve Kerr uh, on a great coaching job, and and Steph was Steph. You got to give it to him. I mean, he, he, uh, he wasn't great last night, but I think he carried them in the moments of the series so that everything could come together. Okay, I like that. What you think? Of you? Yeah, I think I got I got to agree with T-Bird here. I mean, Boston was not Boston. I mean, certainly um, they they kind of built on themselves on the defense, and I think they were soft and flat footed. They couldn't move the ball on offense, and they were too busy crying to the refs on, on defense. And and I I don't know if if Golden State won or Boston lost. I, I think you're right. I think they played well enough, but they didn't have to win it. They just had to not give it away. And mm-hmm. and the Golden State's a team that can turn the ball over and be okay with it, but Boston cannot. And and that's where they got into trouble. They have more than 20. It's just a, a very bad stat for Jason Tatum. He actually, through the playoffs, had 100 turnovers. Yeah. 100 turnovers. Yeah. You can't have that out of your superstar if you expect to win. It, yeah, and and he had a game or two where he struggled, and and at game one certainly he struggled, and and they still won, which is where I thought they had a chance, but he just he he didn't get in rhythm, and and I think it it kind of had the downstream effect to the rest of the team. Well, I I think that uh, now, OG, I gotta disagree with you a little bit. I think that Golden State won it because the Celtics made a couple of runs. Al Harford, I mean. <laughs> Got to give it to Al, man. He he played well. Al really wanted that title, and I can understand why. Mm-hmm. But you know, Al couldn't definitely couldn't do it by himself. But they made a couple of runs, and then Golden State would come down and hit a couple of threes and just or they turn the, or that they thing. turn the ball over. Yeah, just they, silly turnovers. And and a lot of times when their their stars were losing the ball in traffic. You know, you cannot lose your stars. Because they're trying especially. too hard. Yeah, yeah. well, you, you just can't lose the ball in traffic. Mm-hmm. and it, Not in game six of the finals. You just can't do at that. At home. So. At home, yeah. too. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I think um, I lost my train of thought there about that. But I, I would agree. I think that, um, you know, like you said, Steph is Steph and, and Tatum just didn't show up. And I just I hate that because I, I was kind of rooting for Boston just because we can start to have that dynasty talk uh, about the Warriors. And, you know, <laughs> I, well, I don't want to use that word loosely, but I mean, four and eight years. I mean, that's that's something maybe. But it, and I think they got to win another one. They got they got to win that. another one. And I mean, you had a, a couple of core pieces that that remain from that first win versus mm. now. But again, I'm just Jalen Brown played out of his mind. Um, Williams played tremendous defense. I think he had like what seven block, five blocks, seven blocks. Yeah, big, big, nice guy. Night, big, nice. Just early, but yeah. but again, it's and I know that you can't expect one player to carry the team, but I agree with you, OG. I think that with 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 Jason Tatum playing so poorly, it really kind of set the tone. And no matter what other pieces did to try to really propel the team forward to get motivated, he, I think that it was just a Debbie Downer. Um, with him not playing well and we talked about uh, uh draymond didn't need to score all these points but he hit a couple shots that killed killed a that's run what, that's or... what i mean that that's that's what i mean he killed but you know draymond never scores a lot of points he just does all the all those nasty things mm -hmm. that maybe every team needs and he gets away with it you right. know <laughs> and you know i guess the one thing i i think is is noteworthy is that Golden State, a lot of their offense is run at the three-point line. And there were a couple times where they hit a timely three that killed a run. And you just you, – you don't let a team back in if you're hitting those threes. And Boston, sure, they went from 20 and made it 10, and they got close. Yeah. They made – actually, they got down to nine or eight. and eight. Mm -hmm. And, and again, uh, like when they come down and Steph hit one from – the friggin' parking lot. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? That that demoralizes. That's when he went down and pointed at his yep. finger. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, so, but you know, OG, you were talking about that. I Again, those are the reasons that I think that uh, Golden State actually won it because Boston was, they was, they was there. But let's think about Jason Tatum for a second. Young guy, first time ever in the big spot like that. He's been coming on for a number of years. I picked Golden State because I really didn't believe that he was ready to take that stage. And it, it was proven that that he wasn't. But that don't mean that in the future that he, you know, this was a learning experience for him, the rookie head coach, basically their team. You, you know, when you get that experience, you don't panic in certain situations. So I think if they ever get back, they're going to look back on that and, and learn from this experience. Do I think that they could have won the series? I really don't, and they didn't. You know, I, I saw an interesting, I think it was game one or game two, I saw an interesting uh, kind of um, topic, and it talked about playoff experience, to your point. And Golden State has more than 100 games of playoff experience. Yes. And in history, no team, and Boston has zero, uh, by the way. So no team in history has won with no playoff experience versus a team with a hundred or more games of playoff experience. It makes a difference. It, what what, it what is it about playoff experience that really gives you the upper hand? It's it's the calm and confidence that you've been there before. You don't get all caught up in the moment. It's kind of the same thing uh, that players talk about the first time at the Super Bowl. 
it's it's a different stage and different spotlight and you know a lot more attention and you've it helps to be there before just to have that calmness about you yeah. it, it's a different size and scale let me give you a couple of examples of what that means okay i know i got a friend of mine played in the nfl for eight years uh he at this time i think he was with the chicago bears or the miami dolphins one of them went out on the field there was fifty thousand people in the stands he freaked out. He he couldn't handle that. Was put on the IL for a couple of weeks because the crowd blew his mind. He wasn't hurt physically. Mm. He was hurt mentally because he didn't he ain't never played in front of a, a, a crowd like that. They put him on the IL because it blew That's his wild. mind. That's okay. <laughs> so I was looking at the game last night. And I was just watching step, you know, the Boston crowd that was doing one of the runs and the crowd was wild. And Steph was just dribbling the ball down and like he didn't even hear. It. And I was looking at it right there. I was like, I'm over here tripping and he act like it don't even bother him. And a lot of their players, they were just playing ball with all of that noise. And what we know that's about, experience. Yeah. So what we know about Celsius, which was unfortunate and really left kind of a little bad taste in my mouth is they just look like crybabies. Every time they didn't get a call that went their way, they spent far too much time Ooh, arguing. Boston. Boston. Far too it. much time arguing with the refs rather than being focused on scoring and doing what they needed to do to win a championship. Yeah, it's kind of like they they took a page out of Draymond's book there. But <laughs> but I think I and maybe it's because they got down early and and kind of just maybe mentally didn't have that edge, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of what they they thought to do in the moment mm-hmm. because they couldn't get in the game, and so they they needed some help, but. Yeah, it, that was, and the crowd turned on him a little bit I there. Heard, that, the I, I was, I was surprised at that. Boston's well, a very Boston. passionate city. Yeah, but they, you know, they, they knew, they knew, they knew their players. Their they knew their players weren't playing to their potential, and I think that we all kind of saw that, which kind of, you know, was kind of anticlimactic for this series because it was such a back and forth, and you really didn't know from from game to game who had a shot, but it was never in any doubt. Um, from beginning to end, that that Golden State was gonna gonna take this one home, but that calmness they had about them, even in Game One, that's where what, they where I'm they saying. lost, I, like they, yeah. it it showed that they had been there before and they didn't panic and they, 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 they didn't had need six to. more games, right? And uh, Boston's coach even said that we got to stop crying about everything, you know, and you do, but the whole NBA is like that. That's what makes me so angry with it because every player, just about if you watch any game. They go down, especially if they go up inside, no uh, foul is called. They throwing their arms up in the air, looking at the rough and the ball going down the court. So, you know, don't surprise I me. think as, as sports fans and T-Bird, as, as a Hawks fan, I think that you know, obviously we want to be um, in the in the place of Golden State yeah. sooner rather than later. And we'll talk, I'm sure, in the next coming weeks about offseason moves and, and things. I've, I heard a little rumor possibly about Rudy That's Gobert fun. and uh, – isn't he the one that started the whole shutdown of the pandemic? It wasn't that him. Yeah, it was yeah. Really licking the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just hope. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, all right, folks. All right, guys. I, a good a good matchup, a good series. We got a few months to wait for basketball to turn back up. But when we come back here on the Caltech Sports Report, um, we're going to talk about some world some World Cup. We've been selected. We're part of the dance. Y'all stay with us. We'll be back. <laughs> Thank you.
We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. T Bird say, Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. Can you say it? Cold blood. <laughs> it looks delicious. It looks delicious. You brought snacks, but you can't eat them. Well, you know. That, that, that is a part of being a professional broadcaster is you figure out how to how to take your breaks. All right, gentlemen. So news came out yesterday, Fast and Furious. Atlanta is one of the host series for the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Rightly so. Are we surprised? What does this mean for the city, Yoji? Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be a big deal for the city because as as much as Tiber doesn't want to admit, it is still the world's most popular sport. And what wherever those those host cities are, uh, L.A., New York, Atlanta, kind of the big some of the big ones. There were a couple snubs in there, but hey, I mean, there's now three countries that are hosting, and there's a increased you know t- uh increased uh bracket because of the popularity of soccer so love it or hate it t-bird i'm sorry to say but th- this is proof of the pudding on why everybody wants to watch soccer i you know i ain't got no no quorum with that um uh, i'm happy for atlanta uh you gonna go, you gonna go to a game t-bird is somebody give me some tickets <laughs> i ain't gonna pay for nothing you want to go watch what two uh I don't know European or or, or African countries duke it out or, or you just want to see the US play I mean, you know I, I would go you know I really would I mean I've never been to a soccer game I would love for OG to take me to an Atlanta United game and he pay for it <laughs> of course I got I think, a question I, I think that would be great but let, let me say this mom I think it's great for Atlanta that's going to be a lot of money a lot mm-hmm. of revenue coming through the city we're we're ready for it. We, you know we got an international airport. Uh, we 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 got great nightlife. We got uh, a city. Yeah, ask Ray Lewis about nightlife. But we do. <laughs> but we, you know, Atlanta's a great city. We've got all the things. You know, we had the Olympics, man. So if we had the Olympics, the World Cup is just another, you know, thing on the mantle. I, I know. I think that I don't know if it was Nashville. No, it was Washington. Washington, I think. Yep. Um, was was in consideration and wasn't. There's a significant investment that has to be made by these cities in terms of preparing for Stuff and being like, able to yeah. handle um, an event of this sort. Mm-hmm. So, Dex, um, OG, are these players that are coming into the World Cup, are these the top-tier soccer players or are these the second or third tier? Uh, yeah, this is producer Dex. There's zero question about this. These are the top-notch butterscotch of players out there. It's going to do some good and some bad for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to bring it's going to bring in like a lot of you know on the fence type fans, people that were somewhat casual. They're going to see this level of play, and then they're going to start expecting more from all the MLS teams. Oh wow! Yeah, that's something that we really have to consider when it comes to these things. But it's going to be great to see a different speed, you know, just a different you know style of play, some more creativity. I'm looking forward to it. What do you think, Jander? Yeah, I, I think, and, and the leagues around the world almost kind of take a pause, uh, a timeout, because a lot of their players are playing for their country teams. And so, you know, some some clubs have a lot of the same players on the same team, but it brings those, the, the best players in the world together to play for their country and wear their flag on their uniform, which it should be a source of pride. It's it's kind of like playing in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bring your best, uh, your best 11. Um, 
and so yeah, it, it it is going to be another level. And I think last World Cup, the U.S. showed that we're getting there, but not quite yet. And I think I hope that we have we as a country have kind of made some adjustments to be on that same world stage as some of these top European countries. So when it comes to, for those who aren't really familiar, how big of a deal is this World Cup? You know, it's every year, it's it's pretty major, especially since you're, your big superstars, your Ronaldos, your Messis, they're kind of getting up there. They're at the point where that's the only piece of hardware they've never won. And so it, it's just going to get competitive. You also have like a lot of up and comers that are ready to, to get a, a taste for the big stage. So, so is it more about seeing good soccer or seeing stars? It's, it's, uh, it's a chance for the best players to play in the best tournament for their country. And, and we're talking biggest sporting spectacle potentially in the world, maybe more than the Olympics. Okay. All of that, all of that is fine and dandy. Uh Uh-oh. But the reason why Atlanta wants that World Cup in Atlanta is because of the money. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, the money. Okay. You're going to get money. You're going to get people from all over the world spending money in Atlanta. Yeah. They happy about the different stars, but most of that crowd it's going to be foreigners. Mm-hmm. They're going to in 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 the um, in the Falcon Stadium. It's going to be foreigners in there bringing their money. What what you figure to be America? What percentage? Ten percent? Nah, it's going to be more than that. And you think only because yeah. we're the host? We're the host because, country because we're the host country. But here's the thing: you got to also remember, as a fan, when you start seeing these players that you've never heard of come down the field and see things that you've never seen before they're going to start asking for those players, even if they're in the twilight of their careers. You look at like Cialini who just got picked up by LAFC. Yeah. Have you even heard of Cialini? I ain't never heard of nobody. Exactly. But he's, he's a force when it comes to being on the field. Yeah. I've heard of Messi, Messi. And and some of these person, these big names, I mean, you, you and and your grandson go to the game. He's going to want a Jersey on the way out. So you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be, it's a whole new world to be exposed to. I don't care if we was going to see OG in an event he wanted a jersey just to see og he don't even know who og is you know how grandkids are give me that jersey who is that i don't know yeah i thought i look as far as soccer I, you know mia ham did she play soccer? Yeah, yeah yeah um so and the guy who's the guy that married to the spice girl oh david beckham, david beckham. Yep. yeah and, and then in Pe- pele does pele still play uh nah. no it's pele pele. about 95 years old <laughs> Yeah, he's big in the 70s, man. Yeah, he's big in the 70s. But the, again, you know, I knew who Pele was. Uh, again, it's gonna, it's it's a tournament really to introduce MLS fans, even the casual ones, to people that they've never heard of that they want to see. And all of a sudden, it, they're, these fans are gonna start asking for those players for their teams. It's gonna, I think it's gonna bring up MLS. And well, it should because because MLS again, I don't want to think about MLS as being. Uh, um, so part minor league. I mean, when I think about major league soccer, I I was thinking that that's going to be top tier soccer, but come to find out it's really not. Nah, not even And and that's one of the few sports where America is not kind of the pinnacle uh, in the, in the sporting world. 
But interestingly, they're, they're playing in a lot of football stadiums. So they're playing at Gillette Stadium. They're playing at Lincoln, Lincoln Financial, Hard Rock Stadium, MetLife Stadium. These are events, venues that can host 70,000 people. Right. In soccer terms, that's not a lot of, of fans. Uh, soccer stadiums are 100,000 plus easy. Like Azteca, I think, is what, 125,000 on a, on a light day? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I mean, yeah, think, I of, think of uh, like and, uh, uh, the big house in Ann Arbor in Michigan. That's 110,000 fans. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a small crowd for soccer. Like yes. imagine that you can feel the passion going on. So you can just, you get caught up in it. And if you go to one of those, you're going you're gonna to become, you're going to like it a little bit more, T-Bird. You're going to feel the passion at the bars. At the, the whole nightlife scene here in Atlanta, you know, you couple that with like a, a, a bunch of drunk foreigners, man, it's, it's going to be nuts. Dude. So question. So is there any such thing as, you know, how there's kind of like a farm system or, or little league, um, like what do you call it? Um, yeah. AA yeah. circuit. Do, can you see that kind of, because again, Atlanta to, United too, that's to, our farm to, team, cul- right? to cultivate the level of talent that a lot of these other countries we're already, you know, decades behind as far as, turning out or, or grooming those kind of players. Do we have to invest more at the little league level in order to see those kind of gains in terms of producing that kind of talent? You have to, and I think I've made this argument before, and if you want to cultivate that type of talent, you have to remember America's currently 50 years behind the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. We don't have pickup soccer games. We just don't. And our richest kids, you know, I shouldn't say our richest, but the ones that, the families that have the means, they're the ones that are doing the traveling and right. things like that. So you already have a shrunken pool, you know, with the, like a lot of these players, you know, they're just playing like on the streets of Venezuela. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're and, not. And think of the equipment in, in America. You've got options. If your kid wants to do basketball or baseball or there are a lot of options, but in a lot of other countries, soccer is the go-to and you don't need a lot of equipment. Whereas baseball and football, you need pads and, you know, cleats and all. And you, you don't need that. You just, get a ball and you kick it around and and that's how it starts. So I think, yes, the farm, the early age, and it's growing exponentially, but we've got a long way to catch up to really be a world power. Oh, also in other countries, just to add on to that, they, they have a, they have basketball courts just like we do, but what they'll do is they'll, they'll, you know, they'll adjust the courts to where they can play rush football, basically, which is three on three, four on four with no goalkeepers. So they have a smaller field, smaller playing field. So there's a lot of a lot more one-on-one type plays. Yeah, so yeah. that builds up a lot of immediate skill. So you know you got a five, six, seven-year-old that's playing that every day in, day out, seven days a week, until they're like fourteen, fifty. Then they get picked up by Manchester United or or Liverpool or somebody. That's what we're competing with. And you have to remember England and and and. Um, Spain, they were like the big, they're the big leagues now, mm-hmm. but during the seventies and eighties, it was Italy. Italy was the big league that everybody wanted to go to. Well, that changed, you know, it was a, a lot of circumstances with it, but that changed. It's not that America can't, it's just that the cost of money versus the time are two things we just don't have right now. So it sounds like though, but hosting this gives us a little street cred and at least kind of. It, it, it gets a chance for the players that are at the end of their career. <laughs> to start touring us to where they want to go when they want to oh, get that last paycheck. Oh, wow. Okay. Makes sense. All right, folks, y'all sit tight. We'll be back to talk some Braves here on the Castle Tennis Board Support. Stay with us.
Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report, live here every Friday night at 6 o'clock in Mission Road Studios in Cartersville, Georgia. Please join us. You can tune in live on Podbean. You can like us on Facebook. We're available on most platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple. You can get on our email list to get alerts. Join us, y'all. We'd love to hear from you. Um, We talk about sports like everyday folks around the water cooler at the barbershop. We're not experts, but we know we're talking about. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good right there. I just came up with that. Uh, I just came up with that. The Braves, they they were on a roll, 14 in a row. But I've I've got a question. And and yes, they're playing some some good baseball right now, but against really bad teams. So is this is this kind of like a I don't know, a pseudo No, no, it's not. It's it's you you supposed to beat teams that are not as good as you are. You, yeah. I mean, if we would really have a problem if we were losing against those teams. So people can say whatever they want. I'll take the 14 uh game winning streak against subpar teams any day of the week because all it's done is put you four and a half games out of first. Okay. So I take that. And you should beat those teams, but I mean, the Cubs were on a ten-game losing streak. Yes, and and the Cubs won one to zero today. Speaking of teams that Uh-oh. we should beat, Uh-oh. but you you anybody can be beat on any given day. Yeah. So today was just a day. Now Charlie Martin pitched a hell of a game. So that uh, the kid for the Cubs pitched a hell of a game today, and it just turned out that. They scored before we did. We made the mistake. And uh, you got to think, no matter if they 18 games out or four and a half games out, all these are major league baseball players, and they all want to win. That's why any team can be beat on any given day. The freaking Pirates went to L.A. and swept the Dodgers. Okay? So that that's an example of that. So uh, I think the Braves are coming. You know, they had the off day yesterday. And I, I think when you're on the street, you want to play every day. Yeah. You know, you know, and I think they come out a little flat today. So hopefully tomorrow uh, in Chicago we'll be a lot better. We, I tell you, there were three home runs that we had today that the wind blew back in. Oh, the wind did it, huh? Yeah, the wind uh, did it. Oh. The wind in Chicago. That's why they call it the windy city. No, no it's not. yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. And look, and look, but they were talking about the wind. Acuna hit one a ton, and it got up there in that air, and it just stopped. Uh, who else? Uh, Dansby Swanson hit another one. Any a regular day, those balls are out of here. So, did you watch the game? 
I did not. Okay, so it ain't nothing you can say Uh-oh. about Ivy. this game because I watched every every yeah, end. The, the Ivy brought it, brought it back. Right. Oh. Yes, that's right. And look, Sun Gods. When when we, uh, I don't even want you to cheer <laughs> on the fourteen game because you're so negative towards my brain. So <laughs> don't cheer. But it's it's real. It's realist. Again, I think a bigger storyline would have been had the Braves lost more during this streak. But we expected them to. The, Let's let's do this against some of the top teams, yes, and then that's when we it can matters. have a conversation no, about whether or not this, y'all, y'all talking you, about the side of y'all. You telling me this don't matter? I, it don't matter. I'm saying it. No, no, I am. You're no, wrong. No, Mo. I am saying it. You're wrong. It you, you you knock off six games to get back to within four and a half games. Do you saying that don't matter? That's 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 the a schedule. That, the that's a schedule. Suck. You're supposed to win those games. You said it yourself. And they you won them. Sh- good. They should have won those but games. But you can't you but can't you, deny a 14 game winning streak. Yeah, it's it's great. You're playing you're playing against subpar teams. You should win. They all major league baseball players. Yeah, they all major league baseball. Who are you going to play? If if they can make a run against equal or or better teams than them, that is worth that is worth talking about. Now, go get me I wrong. Can I tell you something? I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, OG. This 14 game winning streak is, of course, remarkable because, of course, it gets, it it certainly sets a tone. But I'll take a sweep of the Mets over a 14 game winning streak like this. Yeah, but you still got to win those games too. You supposed to? Though. Yeah, you're supposed to win them, and we did. And nope. y'all still not happy. Not happy, but just not impressed. Not impressed. That okay. that's a good one. You you impressed when uh, uh, when we were playing terrible, and and y'all were talking about we supposed to be doing this and that, but we were playing terrible. And now we win fourteen games in a row against major league baseball teams, and you're not happy. I was about to give you a compliment, T Bird, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it now. What you what, got, what you got? Uh, Yeah, so I um I checked on Google, and um that that wind actually is an effect it's called um t-bird smoke is blow us uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we googled it so you know it's it's official you know it's official only if you found it on wikipedia but so t-bird, the wind held those balls up i'm telling you i, I was so like i will say it was neat i'm glad that we had this this soft spot in the schedule so before the all-star break we so needed we, that soft so spot. we could catch up to the Mets yes. because like you said we got to be a couple games back before the all-star break I I will give you a half compliment there but we should have won those games now should if we played the Mets and, and Padres during that time and still won it, that is noteworthy but we but got you, we got to win those games to, yeah, to be in we, yeah we gotta we gotta beat the the competition this with us but you also y'all missing the point your goal is to win every game i don't care who you play that's your goal every game that you play whether it be the pirates the cubs the whoever i don't care if they ain't want to that's your goal is to win so i take that 14 game winning streak and 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 it, it gave a lot of our hitters a chance to uh get better dance swanson is playing uh all-star baseball right now I mean, just really, I mean, batting 296, uh, getting two out hits. I mean, we're we're, we're playing well. So um, Adam Duvall hit two home runs in one game, and I didn't hear from you. You know, I didn't hear nothing. He, he's up to seven now, okay. but but, but yeah, maybe one seven. relevant. I one will, relevant. I will take seven home runs, baby. Like he's got he's two. He hit one or two in in irrelevant games that that didn't matter. It just they it's do the t- matter. Here's what, the thing. For his confidence, maybe. 
if they've already got the game in the bag and he hits a home run, like, does anybody care? Yes. Yes. No. You know why? Because no game is over until it's over. Oh, That's why. You sound like the coach from a league of their own. That's exactly right. No game is over <laughs> till it's over. And if y'all don't like it, y'all can stick it in your hat. <laughs> now, I will say for the team, it is important because it it gives them momentum and and some confidence and some swag going in. They need that. That is that is what we've been talking about for the last month and a half. They need something to to trigger this these uh, batters to hit. And now they're starting to hit, which gives which gives the a little relief to the pitchers. I'm gonna tell y'all just like my good friend John Chuckery said. What the hell are you people talking about? Well, here, think about it like this. It's it's kind of, you know, baseball is a game of, of strategies and stages. And, again, I think that the Braves assumed in terms of the strategy that, hey, these are games – yeah, we, we know we'll have those. But here's the thing. No. I don't want to hear when the tougher, tougher part of the schedule hits, what's wrong with the Braves? Why? They, because, again – that's that's where the challenge. That's where we see where the rubber meets the road. And the teams that are in a position to right now, who are at the top of the totem pole, those are the ones who are going to really show and test us and let us see where we are in terms of a team as far as whether or not I we get can that. Repeat. I get Mo. I get all that. You don't understand. I get all that. That's that, you know. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right. So these but were, right now, we the man. No. No, we're no, not. The Mets are. No, the Mets no. are. No, we're no. I'm talking about to unsee. Again, let's go back to it's a long season. Okay, the Mets were the man last year, too. Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't y'all laugh. The Mets were the man last year, too. Who won the division? Yeah. Can I get some help? Not a bit. Who won the division? How long did the Mets lead the East? They was the man. Okay. And then who won the division? And then who won the World Series? Yes. So we still the man until somebody else win the World Series. Right now, we're in this, order we're the, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And right now, we the man. When we beat the Mets, we will be the man. But right now, we are second place. I, in I, you, you cats, you kill me. You, y'all, y'all, we got ninety eight more games to go, and y'all. Yeah, y'all it's a long me. season, it's though. Remember, se- remember. Okay, think about it. When you was when you was crying like a little baby a few weeks ago when we was in the slump, then we went fourteen games in a row. Now you don't. That's why that long season come in. You go. don't think a lot of these other teams been beating them little pity any team too? I hope so. You don't They're know right. Ain't nobody to. saying nothing about them. Well, oh, he's the, win, fired the, up. the win streak is over though now, right? That, hey, we start, okay. we're gonna start another one tomorrow. All right, okay. one thirty. Y'all stick with us. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it really right. We're gonna talk some Falcons after this. Stay with us.
we are back, folks. Oh, we would love for you to be a fly on the wall during these mm-hmm. during these breaks. A lot of, a lot of good intel between us. All right, T Bird, OG. Um, Falcons are in mandatory minicamp. Um, will it matter? Are you excited? Does this signal the beginning of a new a new I'm sorry, a new era for Well, it's a new era, but how many times we done been through this? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say another. It's another new era. I, I mean, you know, we, face. we we've been through you know so many, and the mini camps are you bring <laughs> your guys in, you working out in shorts, and what kills me is when you hear the reports. Oh, this guy's gonna be great. He's this now. He ain't hitting nobody. He ain't tackling nobody. He ain't blocking nobody. You see the receivers going. All oh, that's great. This is conditioning. This is all that. What's going? What we're gonna see is when we, and then we can't even really judge ours when we go full pass because we're going against each other. That's when they started incorporating bringing other teams in for a couple of days. But again, you know, I don't know. I heard a commercial with Arthur Smith. He said that we're gonna be a a very uh, tough team. Uh, he basically hyped them up like we're gonna be basically a playoff team. I just don't have no idea. This is I, this is very unlike you. You don't seem excited at all about what's to come for this season. I'm just gonna have to see it. You know we, how many times we've been disappointed. We get all hype, man. I be going down to training camp. I drive all the way over the Flowery Branch, man. It be hot as hell, <laughs> and we, you know, we getting all hype, and then and then when we get in preseason all right i ain't gonna play my starters and and then you know we looking like a 12 and under team out there and then we get in regular season and the offense don't work like everybody else's offense but they go down they score the defense don't stop them. i you know i love the falcons i'm a diehard fan but i gotta see it drew yeah i agree it, it's this is this is mini mini camp and and you've got these new guys in here you're trying to get them to met you're not really doing a whole lot of kind of hitting like like t-bird said hit it's there's not really a good stage to show us what 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 we're made of and i feel like like are the smith every team says that oh we're tough and we're yeah, gonna be yeah. like i don't want to i don't want lip service i want results I, right. and and there is a lot of change and that's why all the more important we need to see results yeah i'm, I'm tired of uh you know this kid's gonna be good in two or three years uh you know, if he stay healthy, he's got. I'm tired of that stuff. I mean, I'm ready to win. I'm 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 tired of spending my money, and we get blowed out. We lose, and and when you you know, again, mini camp is the it's basically for the coaches because you done made all your draft picks, all your picks are in, and they working. And you know, when they show the video, guy run out catching that pass, and then the quarterback throwing the ball. You know. That ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Are, are you saying that this mini camp is just a photo op? Is that what they mean? I mean, all these hype videos yeah. they put out, and and uh, like like I remember the one last year when they was showing Calvin Ridley. You know, he was catching the ball. You know, this and that shit, and then he didn't even. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got a question, I, yeah. and, and we we've talked about. And of course, the big news is is the draft pick. So we got in the draft free uh-huh. agency. I don't really hear a lot of talk from you, T Bird, or you OG about about the head coach himself. 
what kind of confidence, what kind, what, what do you understand his philosophy? Do you understand his, his football mind? Is he really capable to really take the, 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 the Falcons to the next level? I, I think it's kind of too early to tell. I mean, it, he's a first, I, I've, if I remember correctly, he's first year head coach, and it feels like we go from an offensive minded quarter, uh, uh, offensive minded head coach to a defensive mm-hmm. in the back and forth. Like, let's pick one. What's, and, his, and, what's his identity? Uh, well, we don't know. His 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 style is uh, two tight ends. We want to run first, pass second. That's the way he was in Tennessee. They had some success. Well, they had Derrick Henry too. Uh, yeah. I, okay. That I, I get that. So. We can't really say until and if he wins, then we'll know what kind of identity, you know, that we've got. I know I've watched his play calling. I hadn't been too impressed with his play calling. I don't understand. You know, you I can get a feel of, of a play caller. Uh, I, I couldn't really get a feel of his because we didn't really get many yards, you know. But I will give him this. Would it would the team that we had last year, we still won seven games. So if that's anything to build on, and we weren't very good. So if that's anything to build on, I hope it is. I I, I just don't know now. The word is that these draft picks we got, Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator, really like this is his style of people that he's drafted, and we should be good. So we're going to see. We had a we had a, a lot of heated debates and on air and off air about the about the draft picks and the selections and why be picked. And if he's a two tight end guy, which makes sense, we've got obviously Kyle Pitts and we drafted we drafted a, a big name tight end early on in the draft. Kyle Pitts is I don't get I don't really see him as a blocking first no, tight he's, end. He's not. He's your he's your receiver tight end. So I. I don't know if that makes I, I, I'm, it's too early to tell. I know, but I'm just curious to know if these picks are right for his offensive style. Well, let me, let, let me explain it. The kid we got from Georgia, the tight end, that's one of your blocking tight ends. Mm-hmm. They also got four more tight ends in camp. Right. Those are your blocking tight end. Pitts is your, is your, uh, he going to, they going to split him out. They going to bring him in tight out of formations. He ain't he ain't there to block. He's a big he wide da- receiver. He's, he's a- there to catch passes. Right. The other when I say two tight ends, two blocking tight. That, okay. That's your blocking tight ends right there. Well, we need we need blockers because our O line was a hot mess. So yeah, we, all the blockers we, we can get. I just again, to me, when you go on the draft and you say this is what I don't like. Okay, we drafted Joe Smo over there <laughs> to get a need. Okay, and then Joe Smo ain't in the game. If if you got Joe Mo Joe Joe Smo to to fill one of your needs at left guard, put Joe Smo in the game. Don't sit over. Oh, he ain't ready. He ain't this. I'm sick of that crap. Why you pick? What get on some scouts about why you ain't? Brad, I want somebody in here giving me some results because you said in the draft that you you got him to fill a need. But see, that's that's why I was pushing for. Like let's let's trade down and get more more picks, more volume of picks, so that we can find that need and find the best person to fill that need. Because some of these young young guys aren't always ready that first year, that first game. Well, they're gonna have to get some uh, quality free agents. That's 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 relatively 
not expensive. Yeah, we got. Well, what are they waiting on? We got Mariota, who's who fits the mold. No, I mean, no, it, no, 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 no. I'm talking about on offensive and defensive line. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, and and but they got a hit. You know, we got a couple of free agents that weren't worth a flip. So you, whoever you pick, they got to be hits. They got to come in and do the job. You remember Carpenter, the guard we had, one worth a nickel. And they was paying that cat all kind of money. They ended up releasing it. So whoever picking these cats out ain't doing a good job. They, but they, that's the whole like thing. They got they Matt Ryan So, you know, again, it's got to go from the top to the bottom. Your, it's, your uh, administration got to be about winning. From the people selling the hot dogs to the people sweeping the – uh, floors. Everybody got to be on the same page and win. But how co- how come somebody like like Belichick, who can find the the hot dog vendor to play, and, and he'll have results? Like you're why, right. Why can't we coaching up? What what do we need to do to have our our scouting department or whatever be at that level? And and no one else seems to be able to replicate if it. If I'm off the blank, I got a remedy for that. If I'm off the blank, I tell my people. In whatever field we talking about today, you go find the best person for it. You understand me? I don't care what it takes. You go find the best person in that field. You go find me the best defensive coordinator there is. You, that's the directive that he has to address to his coaches. You, you go find me the best offensive lineman in this situation that we need. You got to go get the best because without talent, you ain't going to win. Right. Yep. Yep. So that, that that's the way I feel about it. Sounds good. And the the rant continues oh. all night. Oh, yeah. Those to donuts. <laughs> all right, folks. Y'all stay with us here on the Castle Test Works Report. Um, wrap things up a little, going around with some random talks, talking about T-Burr's Notre Dame. And, of course, stay with us for a Tell Me Why I'm Wrong segment with OG. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. I'll tell you what, we're, we, we debate, we argue, we fuss, but we, we certainly love each other here on the Couch Sports Report. We'd love for y'all to join us each and every Friday night Chris at 6. Cream donut. No, even. Really, they're not paying us any kind of nothing. So, I know. Yeah. They can send the check to Carter's bill. No. 
or at least a donut. I was gonna say y'all would rather have the donut than the money. I'll That's pass. What do you yeah, think I was gonna spend the money on? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't no fool, Mo. All right, guys, um, we're back here. So this is literally just straight because we love you, not because we have any interest whatsoever. But just, just a little announcement a, from T Bird about his beloved Notre to, Dame. Just wanted to make a small mention that. Notre Dame is in the College World Series this year. <laughs> and you know who they beat? Tennessee, one of the top-ranked teams. And they call it the biggest upset in the College World Series this year. It's probably a fluke. Tennessee is number one overall. Like, I will give them that. They have a great program. And bye-bye. <laughs> but but like, like Tiber just said, any team can be anybody on any given day. Nah, he wants to say that. Right. Boy, you ain't worth Mo, I thought you were on my side with this. Come on, Mo. That's why Mo's sitting in the seat she in. Question. Um, just we, we talked about Golden State and, and we probably missed we did miss this a little bit, but I, I don't I don't know. This is I don't know how I feel about this. Is Steph Curry the best shooter in the NBA ever? I that's 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 definitely uh, he's definitely in the conversation, hands down. Three point shooter, sure. For sure. But look at I kind of think about stats and, and percentage shooting percentage but his efficiency but also the clutch shots he's mm -hmm. when he, his team needs him to hit that shot he's gonna hit that shot and i if, if there's two seconds left and the game's on the line i want him to have the ball probably more than any other player right now even more than when he shared a team with kevin durant yeah right now today yes i i, I think steph curry is the best shooter ever in the nba best shooter yes I mean, look how how quickly he surpassed all the three point shooting yeah. records, and from his coach even like yeah. Steve Kerr was darn good. He, he, yeah, Steve I Kerr think he's, good. he's blown past Reggie too, right? And, yeah. and Ray Allen. Yeah. And you ever see some of the shots he made? Yes, they pretty. I mean, they're, that, they're and circus shots. It ain't like he do it every now and then. He do that a lot, right? But it, is he doing it just to do it, like just to throw it up there? I'm giving them feels or not. They going in. No, but not always. And he always, he's got this little thing now where to, he'll either turn or he'll start, yeah. start backing away. He's starting to get the ego. That's start. a, no, uh-uh. That's just confidence. That's entertainment. That's a bad, like, mo, that's like a that? bad mofo right there. So when he hits that shot last night and starts pointing to his ring, that's a bad mofo. I, I, I take that any day. I, when Trey uh, shoots his and he do that little shimmy, don't you like that? Yes, you do. Because you're doing it for your when, team. When you're doing that and you're down 30 points, you know, it's, he it's a lot. He didn't do it when he was down. And, and, and Steph didn't do it when no, he was down. No, Steph didn't do it when he was down. That's right. I, I just, I hope that all his success does not go to his head. Any, uh, any, I, I hope so. not. I, but, th I think it's I think it's more, because he, he strikes me as a humble guy. I think it's more so the entertainment value, which again, is the problem we don't want our, our nba to turn into an entertainment but league. that's what it is sports that, playing, i know i want basketball i want what you want mo but that's what it is it's entertainment and all of them will tell you that all of them what they'll you, tell you that what are you looking like that for dex los angeles lakers 1980s showtime showtime but they but it was ex they the played. mic was dropped yeah the mic was dropped the mic it was, was entertainment dropped. Yeah. But yeah. that was a different era of basketball. That was when basketball was really, was basketball, really basketball and it was kind of a little bit boring. Yeah, but it was in, it was still entertainment. The Lakers that's why they had the name Showtime. It Magic was, was had 25 arms out there. It was <laughs> throwing it to everybody. It was uh, so entertaining. We're talking about it now. Th there right. you go. And, and that is a valid fact. and Magic really 
was a, a start of a new era in basketball. And now today, almost everybody's kind of in this new era. And, and so now we need the next new era to, to change it again. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm on side with Mo. I want to watch like good fundamental basketball. Yeah. Yes, I do yeah, too. But they got a unfortunately, But unfortunately, we're, that's, we're not going to get that. I, I, I understand. <laughs> the okay. NBA don't want that. NBA can, don't want that. Well, okay, let's talk a little bit. Uh, free, we'll talk about um, offseason for the Hawks. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see us, us pick up? I mentioned a little bit earlier that there was some possibility of there being a package for Rudy Gobert to come here. I just, what are your thoughts? What do you want? I don't, I don't um, we, listen, we need some players to score. He's, we a need, def- he's a defensive guy, right? Yeah, but we need scores. You understand? We need scores that can score in crunch time. We need scores. We need teams to be scared that this guy got the ball because he don't score. We don't have no scores. You know, yeah, only score we got is Trey. You understand? DeAndre Hunter's supposed to be a score. Ain't no score. No. Kevin Hurd is supposed to be a score. Ain't no score. Collins? John Collins. I love John Collins. But he comes and he goes. I want to keep him. 24. He's 24. Kevin Hurd is 24. So in order to get those scores, you're going to have to give up something. We got to get scores. People to put the ball in the basket. So is 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 uh, Trey a little bit James Harden-like and doesn't pass? No, no, no. Oh, all right. Oh, no, all right. Ooh, not. That was not that's, at that's all. like denial I, to I, me. I, not, no, not no, at no. all. I can't stand James Harden. We, we, Trey, without Trey, where are we? Yeah, we'd have some other no, we mega, mega contract without superstar. Trey, where are we? But we got Trey now. But without Trey, where are we? Yeah, OG? we just we'd be nowhere. You sound just, like you're hating to me. Just just like any other team would be not where they are without their number without one. Without Trey, we where need, are we, Mo? But we've always am, we've always been a one trick ponies. So we're all we've always had one great player, one good okay, player. Okay, well, that's one what, what did I just say? But you, we got to get some scores. Yes, we need to the help Trey. we need the equivalent of Chris Paul. We need the Atlanta. Version Version of Chris Paul no, to help us out. That, no, no. Trey is fine where he's at. Trey has showed you when he tries to get the team involved, ain't nobody damn scoring. You said when, when he tries. Yes, and then he has to take over the game. Michael Jordan did the same thing. Michael Jordan did, had oh a cast. Goodness. Oh, don't even. Really? Don't, Michael no. Jordan did the same thing. Yeah. When Mike was distributing the ball, he tried to get everybody involved. And then when it didn't go the way it should, what did Mike do? How many took over the damn game? How many assists did, did Mike have? It, it, I mean, you don't have not in his Trey career. Trey averages but is, nine, ten assists a game. Yeah, he nine, averages nine, that's, ten assists a game. That's that's great. That's great. That's great. But let's look at some of the the league leaders. Y'all just haters, which are on by the way the best teams <laughs> that have fourteen, fifteen plus. Why can't? I get it. We Trey need a, is I a know, shooting point guard. I know that Chris we, Paul is a distributing point guard. Yes, and we need a two. We need a number two or or a decent we need a decent a two forward. And a three. Agreed, and that's why we need that supportive cast. Yes. I am agreeing with you, Tiber. We need that right supportive cast to help take the load off Trey's shoulders. Yes. And I think I think once Trey gets that, I think you'll see him adapt to that. But you got to understand, he feels like. He ain't getting that, so he got to do more. Yeah. Okay, Wait. you you got Herder. He was supposed to be Herder. Ain't him. Supposed to be DeAndre Hunter. Ain't him. So what what is he gonna do? 
Uh, we need one. we need another superstar. We don't need we don't yes. need another a B movie kind of That's player. Right. We, we need a we, superstar. We need a superstar. And y'all wanted to laugh at me when I was talking about Spencer Denwiddle. Dang, What's that, you that, uh, they, no, no, I ain't talking about him. I ain't talk. I ain't talking about bringing him here. I'm talking about a player that that was like him. But, he but did who a, is he? He did a lot for the Dallas Mavericks. When Do you they, know who when, this guy is? I, no. what, look, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They, you can't even say his name right. I know, but what's his name? Dinwiddie, Spencer. What? Anyway, they brought they <laughs> traded for him and brought him in to help. Uh, what's Big Boy's name? Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah Dallas's big dude. What's his name? Um, I can't picture. Come on, I, y'all, I picture was about to say Zertek. No, what's Dallas's rookie got? You know the one we traded with Trey. Yeah, uh, Doncic. Yeah, Luka. yeah, Luca, Luca. Okay, Dinwiddie, smart on the court, that veteran presence, scoring 15, 18 a game. He helped Luca out because they had to account for that guy. Now. We could also say we need some defense. We need some defense. We need a we need yes. our version of of um yeah, yeah. Of, of what's the guys in Golden State. We need our version of Clay Thompson. No, the oh Draymond. Green. Draymond. We need our version of Draymond. Yeah, but it's only it ain't many people like Draymond. I I know. I, I mean, know. he Draymond is just a lunatic. He is that gets away with stuff on the court. They not gonna give that to the Hawks. No, because no. we ain't established like that. They just you you ever see some of the files they call on us? It's just ridiculous because if we had a superstar, I think we we, we got a superstar. Time. We got we need another one. Yes, how, how we, we need, need another, another one? one. Yeah, I agree. So I, the calls will swing our way if we add another superstar to the team. Yeah, well, we're gonna be better again. We gotta put the ball in the basket. Are we guys. gonna be able to afford that though? Like that's the other. Thing. They, they, they said, said they were we gonna, He said he was gonna go, go said, big. Yeah, he said he was. But see, what I'm afraid of is, as much as I hate it, they may trade John Collins. Yep, I heard his name in the mix. I know they've been. The guy's 24 years old, man. He got great upside, and I think if John get with a team that's got all the other things, he's gonna explode. But that, but that makes sense though, because but we're in a situation where we need to build a unit that can win now yeah. around trade. Yes, we so do. Period. Sacrifices must be made. What you got, OG? Yeah, I was gonna say he kind of that whole John Collins situation reminds me of kind of like Gary Payton the second. Like great potential, he could be really good in a couple of years, but needs that a little bit development to work around. I I don't know. I liked the little bit that we saw of, of Gary Payton the second. Yeah. Um, this this past you know week and a half, and Poole was just oh, Poole out of his mind. He was out of his mind, and we we gotta get like if we got kids on our G League team like that, they gotta get some kind of time. Again, I'm gonna go back to Nate. Nate pissed me off. You got Jalen Johnson over there that need to be on the court. Yeah, you gotta throw them old ways out the way, man. And let that kid flourish. He could probably could have helped us. He could jump out. You're gonna put Gordy Ding, Gordy Ding. See bird, see bird, blood Gordy pressure, Dane right? Come on, deep breath, woosah, woosah. It's kind of like Gordy Ding. We we gotta <laughs> let him fail fast and then and grow and and just get the reps. He just needs reps. But that's all. And he showed uh, when Collins got hurt, they brought him in, and you were saying some of that. What he got again. They said, okay, we're we getting this small forward here. He could fulfill a need, but he didn't play. Why you, why you draft a guy if you're not going to play him? 
I, I know. Sure. I just don't get that. I know, sure. Gordy Dean. I just can't get over that. He put Gordy <laughs> Dean. I'm, Nate put Gordy Dean. All right, in save, a, save, in that, a save that. Game. Save that. Save that. What you got, Dick? Uh, yes, this last five minutes was sponsored by a red velvet donut brought to us by <laughs> Mo. Mo, thank you for the donuts. More than welcome. All right, guys. All right, here it is. It's the showdown time. OG, we've got high expectations. What you got? Uh, you know, T-Bird's blood pressure been a little high. A little. This is, this is gonna. So as much I want some steam coming out of the ears. Let's as, go for that. As the last two weeks have been very rewarding mm-hmm. with T-Bird telling me that I was right. Mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I want to hear that again, I got to stir the pot. Let's hit it. He mentioned Notre Dame earlier in the in the broadcast, and I just I want to say T-Bird, pack a lunch because we're about to go. Okay, I'm not, you're going to try to tell me why I'm wrong, but I'm not. <clears throat> so Notre Dame is a private, not-for-profit Catholic school. But I'm going to tell you, they are hypocrites. They are all about the money. In football, they are, they are an independent, okay, through 2025 at the least. And in all other sports, with the exception of hockey, they're in the ACC and have been for nine years. In hockey, they're in the Big Ten, just for clarity. So every program except football is in, is in a conference. It's because they got that NBC deal and they're greedy, money-grubbing, you know what. Now, this deal was first signed in 91 and is now $15 million a year to Notre Dame from NBC. And the college, on top of that, the college football playoffs awards uh, money to independent programs. Notre Dame's getting the lion's share of that, $28 million in the first five years only. And, oh, by the way, they played one time in the, in the college football playoffs in, in that five years. So they get $28 million showed up one time and lost, by the way, lost badly. In 2018, Forbes listed Notre Dame as the seventh most valuable college football team. And let me add on to that scheduling. They get a cupcake schedule because they, they are required to play a minimum of five ACC games. Now, if they were to play five Big Ten games, five SEC games, that's going to be a very different story. But I want you to tell me why Notre Dame tries to be all, you know, good, goody two shoes and Catholic and not for profit. But yet here they are raking in all this money and want to stay independent just just for the money. Tell, talk to me, T-Bird. Tell me. Okay, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, big timer. Oh, here we go. Number one, Notre Dame is one of the top colleges in the union, in, 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 in college football. When you think about When, when the, have they won? I am trying to... Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> that, I can tell you. How, how many... Uh, how many... Um, uh, championships has Georgia won? Let's stick to the let's stick to the. Top. No, we I'm, we stick. How many? Uh, one, two, th- three, right? Two, two, two. How many has Notre Dame won? A long time ago, they won a lot. How many? You got to talk about the whole thing of why Notre Dame was who they are. That's why they. That's in, why they who they are. In the nineteen twenties, I think they won seven or eight. Did Georgia win one? Not back then. Okay. Moses. They didn't win one back Moses then. Moses was still playing. That <laughs> That's right. But they won. 
Notre Dame is one of the top colleges in the country. The academic level is impeccable. Uh, the prestige level. The prestige. College football needs Notre Dame. You know why? That's why NBC signed that deal to them. That's why NBC signed that deal to them because they want Notre Dame on TV so everybody can see that gold helmet. It's something about that Notre Dame. It's something about that everybody wants to be a part yeah, of the goal. Should we pass a collection plate? You sound like a Southern Baptist preacher. <laughs> it's just something about Notre Dame that and you, you talk about the money. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, I just call it being smart. Making that deal with NBC, getting in the way they get in. Uh, the schedule, apparently, y'all say that the schedule is not hard. But why come all the top dogs pick the schedule as one of the top schedules there is? That's why you're wrong. Every, every, what kid don't want to go to Notre Dame and get a Notre Dame education? They're what not gonna, they're not going to win. So I don't, you don't want... know, you don't know what you mean. When's you the said last... they only been in the, when's in the, the title last... game once. They was in the title game twice. I'm, the first five years they were in the title game one time. Everybody won. And in the last 12 years or how long it's been, they've been in it twice okay. and lost both times, mind you. Okay. But look at all the TV exposure they get. Look at all the TV exposure. And what kid don't want to play under them lights? You ever been to Notre Dame Stadium? Yes, I have. Okay, me too. Many times. Is it not his? Uh, uh, just, just all the energies there. The, the, the historical aspect of Notre Dame. I've Stadium. been to Yankee Stadium too, and I get all that. But I'm we not a Yankee about fan. Yankee Stadium. We talking about Notre Dame. What have they done lately? Where, where have they okay, been? Well, Tell well, me when I, they've won. I, I give it to you. I give it to you. No, they hadn't won a title, but have they been in it every year? Every year they've been in it. Have they? No, because they've they've had a good schedule. They've been in it every year. But ten they, games. They've been in ten. They don't want ten games or more every for the last thirteen. Because years. they don't have to play the SEC gauntlet of a regular season. I don't care. Have they won? Have they won more than ten games a year? It, and we ain't talking about who you playing. Have they won more than ten games a year? Yeah, if I play, if I played the, if I had my choice to play whoever teams in the bottom, you know, I could pick bottom feeders. And because you're Notre Dame, you get that choice. Because the, you know they're the not the winningest if, program look, in. in if somebody said, "Oh, gee, we want to send you to Georgia or Notre Dame for your education," which one are you gonna pick? Well, which one are you gonna pick? If I want to, if I want to be a pharmacist or a lawyer, I'm going to Georgia. I'm going to Georgia. They've okay, got a no, better education program. You're crazy! You get that Notre Dame education, you go anywhere in the world. Oh yeah, that's what they say about Harvard, get, Yale, and everywhere else. You get that else. Notre Dame education, you go anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. I see steam. I, I see steam. I just want to know why they're why they're hypocritical. They say they're that's you know, your they, opinion. They're Catholic. You know, they got all this Catholicism and not that's for profit. Your that's your opinion. But they that's about the opinion. money. Ain't everybody about the money? You don't think the Georgia Bulldogs about the money? Yeah, but they're a they're a public public school. That don't make no difference. <laughs> everybody gotta have money to survive. Is that right, Mo? Yeah, I think that a lot of Notre Dame's luster and appeal is based on a tradition, exactly. and I think from that, back I in the day that, when exactly, they were good. That tradition is really. Again, the the thing that I like about these newer generations, they challenge those those traditions. And I, I'm 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 I, I can see your point, OG. Yes, why why do we afford such latitude for a program that really hasn't produced much 
in the last wow. 30 years okay, since we've been, been in, we been in the, wait a minute Dad. we've been in the big game twice yeah we lost but we was in the big game that year that y'all was talking all that yak when uh uh in 12 Georgia was talking all that yak but what was y'all at y'all was at home sitting in your living room when we was in the game we might have lost but we was in the game Y'all was at home watching the watching the game in your living room. Steam filled room. Dex. I have one word. Uh oh. Balderdash. That word was last used when Notre Dame won the national championship. That's how old this is. They're living off they're living off their hits. Mm -hmm. They're they're you, they play well, remember I, when I, remember when we were good that's, that's why you establish your legacy sometimes you got to live off I, of I, I i'll go to a game when they start playing duvry university or phoenix university as soon as the, <laughs> as soon as one of those two shows up y'all just hate them i'll go to the game how many again how many championships have georgia won two Okay. I'm in another lately, day more. Lately, Georgia's Okay, question. Who's who's who and you may know the stat better than me. Who was alive the last time Notre Dame won a team? I was. You was and you was and you was. Oh, well, long ago. It negative. was in it was in 1988. I'm not that old. You're a liar. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but they they are no longer the winningest uh college football program and and like what have you done for me lately? That's what we all talk about in the we NFL. Were, we and were Jerry curls in eighty. Okay, really? high school. Well, it might have been nineteen ninety three. Look it up, Dick. There, we might have wanted. I think we might have wanted in nineteen ninety three. There, William Zabka, the high school eighties blonde bully that's reliving their high school years. But yeah. you can't everybody take else away. Is in like that's masters. just like you can't erase history. You cannot take away what they've done their their body of work you can't take that away the only reason that you dispute that is because you don't like Notre Dame I'm just saying they're not they're we've not won, we've won 11 titles Georgia yeah, won. the Boston I mean, Celtics have won 11 titles okay and, okay and say We're good for them and so but they won the, all those titles you know 20 30 years ago it it's irrelevant that's old that's in the past what have they done lately well, I want to see titles they can't win a conference title because they're not in a conference because they they're in some gray area because they're they're greedy money grabbing Catholics. Hater. It was just, a, it was eighty eight. Was think, it eighty eight? I think, I think the just kids, a hater, Drew. I think the kids now would say, um, "What is a Notre Dame?" Because nobody's heard of them. The only thing cool about Notre Dame is the mascot. That's the only thing cool about Notre Dame anymore. In your opinion? In your opinion? If 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 that was the only thing cool about Notre Dame, we still always rank. Uh, High in uh, the the kids that we bring in. Who was the last person to get drafted from Notre Dame? It's plenty of like what, it's plenty I, of just, last year. I just need one, huh? I need I just need one who was drafted. By what, what was the kid that just the safety that we just got that uh, just drafted this year in the first round? The last notable uh, Notre Dame player I can remember only because there have been since 1936, 495 Notre Dame football players have been selected by NFL teams. Yeah, but what's the stat of Alabama or LSU or Michigan? I'm sure it's it's the same or more. Look, so I, you what just I, don't like Notre Dame. Now I could be I could go into Georgia's history and pick a whole bunch of stuff the same way, but I don't do that. 
I just cause Georgia is the biggest fans but, that cry about y'all cried your way into a national title and now I, y'all cry. You were you were driving the bus, the Georgia bus. Y'all, Are you a bandwagon or Georgia fan? I'm not a is Georgia it, fan. Is it coming out now, Moses? But I give credit when credit is due. I give credit when credit is due. I'm not a Georgia fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. So you're telling me that that Notre Dame has as tough or tougher schedule than Georgia or Alabama or anybody in the SEC. Is that I, what you're I'm saying? I'm not saying that the SEC is not a tougher schedule, but the football players don't have nothing to do with who they play. Their job is to beat whoever they play. And they haven't done that lately. Yes, they have too. Look at the schedule for the last four or five years, the last 12 years. Look it up. They've got a couple marquee big games. Even though I wasn't a Brian Kelly fan, he won more than 10 games every year. They play USC. But, again, USC is not the the dynasty it was when Pete Carroll was there. But, look, y'all keep crying about that. But ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with who make the schedule, Drew. I understand that. But I they need to play well, better why quality. You, why don't you write college football and tell them? <sighs> just tell them. Really? I'm just going to tell them that, hey, don't have write any them, special privileges for write, Notre Dame, who's, who's supposed to be a, write, a write him, write him Catholic-focused and look at, look private at your boy. Look school. at your boy, Nick Saban. He, what is he doing? He crying because of a lot of these kids going to other places because of the NIL. Now, you talk about privileged. You talk about privileged. Now, when you want to bring privileged what? into it. Who's doing Who's You are. You talk about Notre Dame privileged. Look at Nick Saban. He's sweating over there because he ain't going to get all the players he always get. They're going to Notre Dame, aren't they? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to good schools, you I know, hope, good football schools. I hope they do. Gentlemen, this has been lively. Enjoy y'all this evening. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us here on the Confident Sports Report. It's Mo Better T. Bernier, the other guy, OG, Andrew. See y'all again same time next week, same place. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Good evening. We out. Peace.